0: Let's pray. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Let's get our minds focused. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We give you all the glory, all the praise, all the honor. We ask you, Holy Spirit. You are the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of the Father. We ask you to help us receive in our minds, receive in our hearts the word today. That we will be transformed and changed to be all you've called us to be, to do all you've called us to do in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'll also be praying for Mark Davy, Evangelist Mark Davy, who, who comes in this church every year. He was up in North Battleford, Saskatchewan, ministering, preaching. He slipped and fell and broke his back. And he's been in the hospital ever since, and he needs an air ambulance, fly him home, and surgery, and things like that. We're believing for his miracle. I was texting him this morning. So in your daily prayers, we lifting up, Mark Davy, declaring his miracle, wholeness, and health in Jesus' name. That man has given his life for the gospel, this nation, and for Africa, and for oh, Pakistan, and for Philippines. And he's spread all over the world right now. And just running like 100 miles an hour, just, just m- preaching the gospel. So be praying for him. Praise the Lord. If God puts in your heart to sow an extra seed, you want to put an extra seed there? He's off the road right now, so he has no income coming in. So if God puts in your heart to sow an extra seed, let us know. You can deliver it here. We just send it right on to him as well. Praise the Lord for that. Amen? Because we're supposed to meet urgent needs and when, when they're necessary. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, let's talk about the Holy Ghost, living empowered by Holy Spirit. This is the life that you and I are supposed to live. Now, I was reading in the Book of Acts. I started reading the Book of Acts there a couple days ago, and of course, if you've been around, you know I'm a systematic reader of the Bible. I just believe in filling myself with the Word of God every day. I feel it's been so helpful to any success I have had is the steady reading of the Word of God. So personally, I just read the Bible. I take 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night, I read the Bible, I read the New Testament four times a year, I read the Old Testament once a year, I read the Psalms and Proverbs every month. That takes 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night. We all got that much time. So I would suggest you just press in and get more word in you. Praise the Lord. There's no shortage of time. There's just, you know, we have to determine what to do with our time. So here I am. I'm starting the book of Acts. I believe it was yesterday morning. I started the book of Acts. And it's actually called the book of the Acts of the Apostles. And it actually talks a lot about Peter and Paul, the two main apostles of the New Testament church and their exploits, what they did and how they, how they, they, they ministered and the challenges they faced. And so it's really, it's, we call it the book of Acts or we do it Acts 2 something, but it's really called the, Act, the book of the Acts of the apostles or, or the, the actions of the two main apostles of the New Testament church. Amen. But there is also a great focus on the Holy Spirit. It's a time, and we know we're going to study this out, of course, today, in the time of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit came to earth, he only, he came to earth after Jesus left the earth, and the Holy Spirit is simply this, the Spirit of Jesus, The same spirit that was in Jesus when he was walking on the earth, then he came as a spirit called Holy Spirit. And he came to be on the earth to minister the same, a similar ministry to Jesus on the earth. Now, see, the difference between what, when Jesus was on the earth, before Jesus went to the cross... Jesus had the Holy Spirit. He was filled with the Spirit in the womb. We know that. And we know that he, he was full of the Holy Spirit. But the thing, the reality is, in, when Jesus was walking on the earth, people could not be filled with the Holy Ghost. See the difference? When Jesus paid the price for mankind's sin on the cross, and he made a way his, through his death, burial, resurrection, he made a way for mankind, you and me, to be born again. That was a great day. Because what happened was, that, and what started the New Testament, which actually started in the book of Acts, the New Testament, was, the, was when people found out that they could be born again. And when, the people, when you and I get born again, what really happened was the power and presence of Holy Ghost, of Holy Spirit came to live inside of us. So as a born-again Christian, you and I are carriers of the Spirit of Jesus. Now, it's so important that you understand this. As Christians, we have to understand that we're different than the rest of the world. See? And it's always been the same. In Exodus, God said to Moses, I'm going to show the world that there's a difference between my kids and the people of the world. And it's okay to be different. People like to, they want to make fun of us that we're different. But actually, let me tell you, it's good to be different. Because I'm so different, I have the Spirit of God living inside of me. The wisdom, a power, authority, the protection, the anointing, all that I need, I have God living inside of me. I'm so different than the world that I have God living inside of me. And you can make fun of me, and world, you can say I'm weird, you can say, oh, you're different, but I'll say thank you so much for noticing because I've got something that you you need, and by the way, you think I'm weird, but let me tell you who's the weird one, really. The weird one is the one who doesn't have Jesus living inside of them. Can we just be honest? See, see, uh, uh, come on, you've you got to get tired, and you got, can't put up with people trying to put you down like you're the strange one. My friends, you're not the strange one, you're the normal one. You are full of supernatural power. You have all authority. You've got all the good things of Jesus in you. You're the normal one. And you've got to start looking at yourself different. I've seen so many Christians walking around with their head down, almost embarrassed. Well, they said that about me. And what did you say? Thank you for noticing. Well, aren't you one of those wild Holy Ghost fundamentalist Christians? Absolutely proud of it. See, people want to put you down for being a Christian. They want to make us embarrassed for being a Christian. But reality is it's time to hold your head up high and say, you're darn right I'm a Christian. You need prayer? You need hands laid on you? You need a miracle? See, you are the miracle-carrying power of God on this earth. Amen? Now, so so I'm reading in the Bible, and and I read out of the study Bible, this 10-pound study Bible. I don't believe in reading a lot off my, my phone. I don't read my Bible off my phone. Amen? I have a Bible called a book. It's got paper. Amen? And it's a 10-pound it's study Bible, and at the start of every book, it's got the history and the timing, and it's got what, what the importance and what the theme of this is. And every once in a while, I stop before I start reading a new book, and I say, i got to remind myself what the context of what I'm reading is. Yeah, you don't get that from your iPhone. Amen? And so I would encourage you to maybe keep a book around and start and make sure you're reading out of a book. Amen? Read your book. Mark up your book. And here I'm reading, It starts talking about the ministry of Paul and Peter. That's great. And then, then he, he says, and the book also focuses on the power of the, and the ministry of the Holy Spirit who empowers believers' prayers. The Holy Spirit's job is to empower what you're believing for and bring it into manifestation. That's why you need the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost. Amen. And it said it like this. So here's here's a bit of an order. You might want to write this down. In the book of Acts, it says, Jesus brought salvation, number one. Prayer advances the kingdom of God. And this is what I like. And Holy Spirit energizes and equips believers to carry out their mission. One, two, three. Amen? It talks about salvation. It talks about prayer to advance the kingdom of God. And then Holy Spirit comes along and energizes your prayer and equips you with the gifts to carry out your mission. Praise the Lord. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? I want you to see how important this is. Now, Book of Acts. I just I want The opening text, I want to go right to the very beginning of the Book of Acts, first five verses. And here's Luke is the author of the Book of Acts. Dr. Luke, who wrote Luke, the Gospel of Luke. And Dr. Luke... And he says here in verse 1 In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. See that? After giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit, during the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time. And he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Number two, once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before john the bapt john baptized with water but in just a few days you will be baptized with what the holy spirit my friends being baptized with the holy spirit is so important and really what it really means is recognizing that you are born again and you have the power of the Holy Spirit living in you, available to you, so you can fulfill the life that you've been given by the Lord, the assignments. Amen? Now, I want you to see how important this is. I'm going to give you a little testimony. Now, we just got back, Lynn and I just got back on Friday evening from Cape Breton Island, and many of you know we have a summer home or home, another home down there. And, and we love to go back and forth, and we go back and forth here, you know, a few times a year. And so, but we never, can I just say, we never go to Cape Breton Island in November. It's just like it's in between everything, and there's no point to go to Cape Breton Island in November. Amen? But, but, now, you gotta watch that, okay? But for us, anyways. But I was just adamant that I had to be in Cape Breton Island on November 4th. Linda says, when are you going? November 4th. When are you going? I've got to be there by November. We're going down November 4th. November 4th. I didn't know why. I didn't know why, but I said, "I, I need to be there for November 4th. Now, I recognize now it was the what? The leading of Holy Spirit. Okay. So I get, uh, we get down there, actually, uh, plans changed. We actually left on the 2nd of November. We drove right through, and we, we, and we got there at the night of the 2nd of November. We got ourselves settled, and on the, on the Friday, November 4th, there, the construction, let me backtrack. There's been construction for the last two years going on on the highway in front of our house. New sewers, new water lines, new culverts, the whole nine, years. they're just doing a complete rebuild of the highway, and then new pavement. And so what happened on Friday, November 4th, see, when did I feel I had to be down there by? On Friday, November 4th, the bulldozers came in, the loaders came in, and there was a big hole in our front lawn we found where the sewers and water was hooked up. And there was a big hole, and they came in Friday, and they filled that hole and graded it off and fixed it all up, and they, well, fixed up for the wintertime. And that should have been nice. That should have been good. And so, we went through the weekend, and everything was going good until Monday morning. Now, I was down there. I was renovating a room in our basement, and I was just renovating. I just like I like renovating. I like doing tinkering around. that. So, I, I was working on a room in our basement down there. And so, as I walked out to get another sheet of drywall, I walked through water on the floor. And I looked, where's this water coming from? It wasn't raining. The basement was dry. Where's this water? And I looked over to the sewer, Inlet. what they just fixed on Friday? And I looked in the sewer, and water was bubbling up through the floor from the sewer inlet into the basement. Hmm. Phoned all the construction, phoned the county. They were there immediately. They had it fixed really fast. But turned out that what had happened was they had gone, and when they were filling that big hole, they had smashed the big pipe of the sewer which is now full of dirt and rocks, and now it was plugged, and it was backing up into my house. And I got thinking to myself, hmm, if I hadn't been there on November 4th, if I hadn't been there for a week, then all through the winter, we would have come back in the spring to a different basement, wouldn't we? I said, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And then I said, well, while I'm here, I better put the lawn tractor away, get the lawn tractor, It need gas. So I said, Linda, we got to go down to Mabu, which is the next town down, and we have to buy two gallons of gas to put in the lawn tractor, so the gas tanks pull the lawn tractor for the winter. We're just, think, we're just going about all the, you know, winterization stuff. And we go there, we pull in, and I'm starting to fill up the gas can, and I see this fellow behind me who I knew, and I said, I said, hey, how you doing? He says, good. He didn't know who I was. He didn't know who it was. But, anyways, it, then he goes along and he comes back around. He pays for his gas. He comes back around. Linda knows him better than I do. And she says, How are you doing? Well, he says, Just fair. Just fair. He says, uh, They found cancer in my bladder and they've done some scoping and everything like that. But, anyways, he was quite worried as anyone should be with bladder cancer. Amen? Well, Linda's talking to him, and I'm still filling this gas can up. And Linda says, you need to get that guy to pray for you. Now, this is in Nabu, in Cape Breton now, out in the public at the gas pumps. Everyone else is around. And I felt the Holy Ghost come all over me. And, and so I'm there at the gas pumps out in public. I don't care. And I, at first I say, and I say, are you born again? You know Jesus, is your Lord and Savior? He says, yes, I do. Yes, he is. I said, good. That's a start now because the first thing, you it's not about the miracles. Are they saved? Always ask him, are you born again first? Get them saved because if they do, if they don't make it through the miracle, then at least they're going to go to heaven. Amen? Praise the Lord. Always get them saved. Amen? And so anyways, then then all of a sudden the Holy Ghost came upon me and I started praying. And I said, said, "There's, there's there's cancer in your family, right? He says, lots of it. It's full of it. My, my family's full of it. Because the Lord showed me by a word of knowledge a generational curse of cancer upon his life. So right out in the Mabu parking lot, right in the gas pumps, we're breaking the curse, and generational curse, and delivering the guy of, of generational curse of cancer, laying hands, rebuking the spirit of infirmity, breaking the curse of cancer, laying hands on the sick. He's just getting empowered by the Holy Ghost. He's just, he, emotions hitting him like crazy. Everyone like that. And he we end up praying. At the end of the, at the, it was over. He said to Linda, he said, I believe every prayer, every word Mike prayed. Every word. Power God. In Mabu. At the gas pumps of the Esso station. After, all, after I was talking to him, I said, I'm not, I'm not mentioning his name, but I said, now what are the chances I'm never here in November? And what are the chances in the middle of November when I'm never supposed to be here that I meet you at the gas station and hear that you have been diagnosed with this severe and very serious illness? And can I tell you the truth? I said, I might be the only guy on Cape Breton Island who knew how to pray that way. Because most people don't have a clue about generational curses, that cancer needs deliverance. They don't know any of that stuff. And I told him, I said, I want to tell you why you're healed today. Because this is the divine setup of the Holy Ghost. And he received it. Amen? Now, I'm telling you, you got to be led by Holy Ghost. You can't go by what makes sense. You can't go by what's convenient. You can't go by what you think is right or where you think you should go or what you think you should give or what you think you should do. you got to be led by Holy Ghost. In these last days, you better learn to be led by Holy Ghost and use his power to live out your life. And that's how we're going to survive and thrive through these crazy last days. Come on. So I just want to tell you that, that, yeah, we went down there not knowing exactly what's going on. but We knew we had to be down there, and God showed up, and other things happened. Linda's going to share something at Christmas in the country that happened that, that, that proved, again, the Word of God working. Amen. But here's I want to get back to the Word. Praise the Lord. Verse 4, and this is what I... I just believe this is so essential, this is so important for you to get hold of this. I hope you got a notebook, you're making notes, got your Bible app. I, I, I hope you're getting serious about this. He says, he says, verse 4, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised as I told you before. Then in verse 5 he says, the gift is you will be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Now here's what, here's here's how I think. Maybe I'm a little blunt sometimes. Maybe I'm a little I, I don't get really complicated in my life. But here's how I read that. Here's how I personally, Mike Welch, reads this. Don't even dare to try to live your life as a Christian without the empowerment of Holy Ghost. That's my philosophy in life. Don't even think it's possible. Don't play around with it. Don't even dream about it. Until you're empowered with the power of the Holy Ghost in your life and you know you are, don't go casting out devils. Don't go using that power of God. Amen? You have to come to a place where you recognize there's steps to live in a successful Christian life. And the first step after salvation is getting empowered by Holy Ghost and living in the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Now, you think of that. See, in, 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 at Mabug Esso gas station, when I started praying for that, that gentleman, all of a sudden what happened? The gifts of the Holy Spirit start happening. Words of knowledge started happening. I didn't know that his, his family was full of cancer, but I heard, I heard a word, generational curse. I heard a word of knowledge from the Lord. I say, there's cancer in your family. Well, I knew there was because the, the, the Holy Spirit had told me it's a generational curse. He confessed it, and we broke it off. Had to use deliverance or gifts of healings. We have, to, we have to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be effective. We have to know they're there. We have to then learn how to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit Amen. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Jesus telling them. This is just before Jesus ascended up to heaven. But Jesus is saying, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. See? The, he says in verse 5 that you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. verse 4, do not leave Jerusalem. Don't go out and minister until you get this gift I promised you. The gift is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when you get that, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Amen? Then if you get into Acts 4, Acts 5, you see the Holy Ghost, the the, the apostles were, were ministering in boldness. What's the boldness from? Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost in power. Amen. I tell you, if you ever battled fear all your life, you want to get rid of fear? Get full of the Holy Ghost and you'll get bold with power. Amen. Now, again, we have to manage all this, but I want you to see how important this is. Amen. Holy Spirit has been sent to empower you and I as Christians. All right? empower us he sent to empower us he doesn't see again there's no such thing in the bible of christian being weak and powerless we are uh, the bible talks about christians being full of faith and power amen and so we need to tap in to what the holy spirit what the bible saying what the word of god says to us because we're all a work in progress are you a work in progress are you like me, I haven't arrived? Are you like me who falls short of the glory of God sometimes? Now, I'm teaching you the perfect word of God, but I can honestly tell you, I haven't arrived yet. Amen? I, 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 sometimes I get kind of ticked off myself, like at, at Mabu at the Esso station, when God showed up in great power, and I was still surprised. And you say, why would you be surprised When the Holy Spirit did exactly what He promised to do. But how many people get surprised when it happens still? How many people get super happy when it happens still? No one puts up their hand. What the rest of you do? Amen? I'm telling you that that we're a work in progress, but we have to see the goal. The goal in life is to live our life empowered by the Holy Spirit. And the only way to do it is get out there and start laying hands on people. Go, get out there, put yourself in places where you can pray for people, and let the power and the miracles and the signs and the wonders happen. Amen? I I, I remember way back when, when we were restaurant owners, I read about the miracle signs and wonders. I read about the fruit of the Spirit, the gift of the Spirit. I read the believers will lay hands on the sick and the people will recover. I read all that, but here I am a restaurant owner in the little town of Dundalk, Ontario, not many born-again Christians around, and I had a choice to make. I was either going to keep this a theory or I was going to start acting on it. And I made the best choice of my life. I started laying hands on sick people. We started laying hands and believing people for miracles. And we started seeing people getting free. And we started people get, seeing their miracles and getting healed. And I was a restaurant owner. I hadn't been to Bible school. I hadn't, we had no intention of ever becoming pastors in full-time ministry. We were just going to, we were in Dundalk, our restaurant. We were going to expand our restaurant. I like business. I was always in that. And I wanted to do that. But in the midst of doing business our little restaurant got a reputation of if you're sick and you need healing, go to the Junction Family Restaurant because the owners there pray for you. And sometimes we'd have times where our waitress would come and they'd come up and there'd be three stools across the front, the front little uh, counter and tables all back there and people would be sitting on there. Our waitresses would come up and say, can I help you? I'm just waiting for Mike to have a break. He's going to pray for me. And we used to have kind of fun with this thing that, that if it was just normal prayer, we'd do it and I'd have a break in the, in the kitchen in between meals and I'd pray for them there. But if it was deliverance, let's go to the back alley. In case it got noisy, I don't want to chase all my business away. But this is a, a normal occurrence at the Junction Family Restaurant. My pastor comes in one time. He says, Mike, this isn't the Junction Family Restaurant. This is the Junction Evangelical Family Restaurant. He's almost calling Little Church. We had men's gospel going on there. We had women's aglow going on there. We had Bible studies going on there, praise and worship going on there. We had no intention of ever being in the ministry because we already were in the ministry. Amen? And we are seeing miracles happen there. Because I just read it and I said, I want to go past being, uh, having a theory. I want to go into the working of these miracles, signs, and wonders. Amen? And I'll tell you, it's so important Let's move into Acts chapter 2. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Verse 1. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, I like the suddenlies. Suddenly. You know what suddenly means? One second you don't have it, then that second you do. Sounds like a miracle to me in the works. Amen. Suddenly. Say suddenly. Suddenly. Come on, get your hands in the air. Say suddenly. That's how fast things can change with God. Suddenly. One day you're going through it, and one day you're down and out. Next time you're up and over. Suddenly. Amen? I was just looking at Nino. We were were, were on my my side-by-side a few months ago, and I had a suddenly. Suddenly I hit a big pile of mud, and suddenly my machine was off the road, and I was into the side of a tree. That was a suddenly. Not such a good one. Not such a good one, but we laughed about it anyway, so I went back the next day, found all the parts to it, and put it back together. That was okay. Amen. Suddenly. Things can change suddenly, but we need to believe for the suddenlies. Let me get back to the Word of God. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then they looked, and then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them ability. Do you know you can get filled with the Holy Ghost just by my preaching about the Holy Ghost? Do you know you can get all fired up this morning if you just open your hearts and minds to the Holy Ghost and the topic we're talking about? If you just open your minds to the Word of God, come here, you can get so fired up, come here, you can get so fired up, your life will never be the same. I know that's what you want. Amen? Amen. See, it's just a splash all over you if you just open your hearts to it. You know, forget about what's going on in the world. Forget about what's going on in your life. Forget about your finance. Forget about your health challenges. Just get open to the Holy Ghost and let his power come in. Let his power, the Holy Ghost, be empowered by the Holy Ghost. Amen? Pentecost. He so said, Jesus, 40 days after. Amen? said, so 40 days after Jesus died on the cross, Holy Spirit was sent to earth. What was his purpose? To empower believers. To empower you and me to live the life of faith that God has for us. He's, see, it's available. It's right now. Nothing changes. God changes not. It's the same deal today that you and I can be, live a life of empowerment by the power of the Holy Spirit. But you've got to choose it. And let me tell you, there's a ton of people out there who are going to talk you out of it if they can. Well, you know, you know, don't get so excited. You know, I had one guy one time when I was first in town, he, he asked me out to lunch. He asked me out to lunch. He said, oh, that's nice, another leader asking me out to lunch. And, and, and he had been chosen by a bunch of other leaders. And, you know, his message to me was, Mike, If you just wouldn't get so excited, we'd all get along better. (laughs) I said, that ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. I'm having way too much fun being excited. I'm having way too much fun having fun, being empowered, seeing people's lives saved, seeing the power of God in people's lives. Amen? Amen? Think of it. What's the purpose of the church anyways? What's the purpose of the church anyways? Empowerment. That you would get helped. That you, that the people come to Calvary Church would get the presence and power of the Holy Spirit and the power of God in their lives and they'd be transformed and changed to a better quality of life. That's what the book of Acts is about. That's what the church is all about. The whole purpose of the church is that we release the power of God every time we meet into people's lives so they can be changed for the better. Amen? Holy Spirit empowerment changes people's lives. Watch this now. Before Peter got filled with the Holy Ghost, what did he do? What's he remembered for? Denying Jesus three times. Did he want to deny Jesus three times? No. He told Jesus just before he did he says, no, I'll die with you. If I got to die with you, I will. But when the pressure came without the Holy Ghost, he couldn't withstand it. But what happened as soon as he got filled with the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 5? He gets up there against all the odds and preaches and thousands of people are getting saved. What was the only difference? Did he go to seminary in between? Did he read the New Testament in between? It wasn't written yet. The only thing that happened to Peter that made him from a denier of Jesus to a preacher of Jesus was he got filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. My friends, it's the, it's the one thing that will transform and change your life is to get filled with the Holy Ghost, know you're filled with the Holy Ghost, and learn how to release the Holy Ghost. Amen. Look at Paul. Paul was going around. He was a Pharisee. He was all part of the the legal system of of, uh, Jewish culture. Praise the Lord. And he was going along and he was persecuting the church. He didn't have the Holy Ghost. He wasn't saved yet. He He thought he was serving the Lord by putting Christians in prison, by killing Christians. He thought he was serving the Lord by doing that. What happened? On the way to Damascus, he met the Lord. Blinded for three days. God says, Ananias, go get him baptized. Go get him saved and baptized in the Holy Ghost. What happened to Paul? As soon as he got baptized in the Holy Ghost, his eyes were open. and he was empowered. What was he doing? He was preaching Jesus. The very Jesus he was persecuting people for, he became a preacher of. My friends, if you read the Bible in the New Testament, everyone in the New Testament had an encounter with Holy Spirit. And then they went out and did the work of God. My friends, it's so important that you and I have an encounter with the Holy Ghost. I call it, everyone needs a Damascus Road experience. Everybody needs one. Everyone needs to come to a place where they throw their hands in the air and say, Father, I can't do it without you. And let the power of the Holy Ghost come upon us. And when we do that, things change for the better. All of a sudden, things change. The things that you thought were important in life become minuscule in life. And the things that you didn't really think about too much become your fascination. Amen? Like witnessing and sharing and helping people and being joy and generosity and, and, and being at church and, and reading your Bible and praying and, and hanging out with like faith people. It becomes your passion, your fascination. Because you have been filled and empowered by the Holy Ghost. And my friends, I know, some people say, oh, this is going too far, this is going too far. You know, my friends, this is not going too far. This is just regular old Christianity, how it all was supposed to be. Amen? Things have been watered down. Things have been dumbed down too much. And all of a sudden, we actually think, that we can live be Christians without the power of the Holy Ghost. My friends, there's no scriptural reference for that. You can't just jump the book of Acts. You can't just jump the epistles and say, Oh well, I just, I just, I just, I just ignore all the New Testament and live my life. See, we have to be people who want the presence, the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I've got to wrap this up. So I've got to wrap this up with a verse. And this is even a different concept. See, again, you think Holy Spirit. You say, okay, when did I, so when did I get the Holy Ghost? Someone know the answer to that? When you accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, Holy Ghost came to live inside of you. And then there is a there is another prayer, and the, the, called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that's when you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, it's the book of Acts, and you'll start speaking in tongues. So you hear us speak, and if you're at a prayer meeting, you hear us start praying in tongues. That's because we've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, and we'll start praying in tongues, praying our understanding. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14 that you'll pray in your understanding, you'll pray in the Spirit. So you pray in tongues and your understanding. It's a gift from God. So we get baptized in the Holy Ghost. And that happens once, and then we we got this empowerment going on. But watch this now. I'll finish with this. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Just write this down. So I won't be on your screen if we had a screen. I just put this in my notes at the uh, last bit. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 to 20, the Bible says, Do, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Well, there's a point there too, isn't there? But we're not talking about that today. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit, many times, is referred to as new wine, okay? That's why the comparisons are there. But instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Watch this now. Singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your hearts, I'm giving thanks for everything to the God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus. I want, to, I want you to write this down. Study it out for yourself because I'm out of time. When you're born again, Holy Ghost comes to live inside of you. One. Two. Get baptized in the Holy Ghost and speak it in tongues. That can happen today if you're, not the, if you're not baptized in Holy Ghost. Come up for ministry in a few minutes. Three. I want you to write this down, figure this out. Live your life, be being filled. Be being filled. Write that down. You're going to need the Holy Spirit to figure that one out. You got to be, live your life constantly being filled with the Holy Ghost and power. And this scripture tells us why and how. How do you do that? Verse 19, singing psalms, reading the psalms, singing the psalms, hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, that's church, making music to the Lord in your hearts and giving thanks, giving thanks, giving thanks for everything to the God, the Father. See the things? See, you can live a life of be being filled, always being filled every day, always living a life of empowerment, always being empowered and living in the power so you can take on every challenge you will ever face in your life in the power of the Holy Spirit. And you can actually get to a place where you never have to do life alone again. How would that be? You never have to do life in your own strength if you live a life of be being filled. Amen? I'm out of time, so Father, thank you. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Call, just say perfect plan. Come on, everyone say it. Perfect plan. Everyone say it. Perfect plan. See, this is a perfect plan for mankind It's already been designed. It has been designed for you to live out the perfect plan of mankind. The plan is simple, that you would give your heart to the Lord, you would become born again. And then when you're born again, Holy Spirit now enters inside of you. And then you'll say, I need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I need the power of the Holy Spirit that's moved inside of me. I need it to be able to release it into my every day and to help other people. And then you live your life every day by worshiping and praising and reading your word and being in church and helping other people and witnessing and sharing Jesus. And you live your life, be being Filled every day. And now you're living the supernatural, empowered life of a Christian. That is God's plan. That has always been God's plan. That has always been the purpose of the cross and why Jesus came to earth. That you and I would live this victorious life. It's available. But the choice is always left up to the individual. Every one of us has to choose how much holy spirit we want in our lives. Starts with salvation, goes to the baptism of the holy spirit, and then it's a responsibility of being filled every day. That's the plan. The choice is yours. First and foremost, are you born again? You're online. Are you born again? First step is to get born again and allow Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, to move inside of you. Will you accept Jesus today? We have a prayer that's going to come up on on the wall, going to come up on the screen. Very simple prayer. We call it the prayer of salvation. It really is asking Jesus to become your Lord and Savior, which will allow Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, to come and live inside of you. And life of a Christian will start. Let's say this prayer together. Jesus, thank you for paying the price for my salvation. Come on, say it together. Be bold. Be bold. One thing about the Holy Ghost, you're bold, you're loud, you're aggressive amen there's nothing quiet about being being full of the holy ghost let's say this like we mean it jesus thank you for paying the price for my salvation i ask you to forgive me of every sin i repent and i'm purposed to change the way i think and live i accept you as my lord and my savior jesus help me learn about you and grow in this kingdom lifestyle i declare you're my lord and my savior thank you jesus for receiving me Hallelujah. There's a boldness that has to come upon the Christian world today in Canada. A boldness that we know who we are. We know what gifts we have. Praise the Lord. If you made that choice, you you can email info at Capital City Church. You can go to the Connect number and just put saved in there. And our pastors will be in touch to you anywhere in the world. Praise the Lord. Anywhere in the world. You know, we got people from the from Philippines, Malaysia, from Thailand, from Indonesia contacting us right now on our on our lives. I'm telling you that it could go anywhere in the world, people can get saved right now. It's so awesome. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father.